Sometimes when you think of having mental toughness, you might think of someone who is in the armed forces or training for the Olympics or a big triathlon, that kind of thing. And I can't even imagine the level of mental toughness people must have in those situations. But having mental toughness is not only important in these examples, it is essential in so many situations in our everyday life, in our relationships, in the workplace, in our journeys with our health, and as we grow as an individual. In fact, it's more important and can have so many more benefits than we even realize. I am so excited for this one. It's going to be juicy. I'm happy you're here. Welcome to You Can Do Amazing Things, the podcast to help you get out of your own way and accomplish more in your life. I'm Holly Roman, and together we're going to unlock what's holding you back from your next goal and get you into action to step into your greatness and have the success you've been dreaming of. If you're looking for a positive place each week to grow and learn, get inspired to take your next steps so you could feel more success, joy, and happiness, meet me here every Thursday. It'll be like our weekly chat. We'll drink our coffee or favorite drink together, and we'll definitely have some fun learning, growing, and accomplishing your next amazing thing. Let's do this. First of all, I am coming to you with this topic as it's one thing I'm working on a lot. I feel like that in a lot of my episodes. I'm right there with you as we work on things together. Even though we all might have different things we're working on, we are here trying to learn and do better, trying to get better and improve every single day. So what does it mean to have mental toughness or mental resilience? Are they the same? What do you think? I thought they were basically the same. But if you do some research, you find that there are many interpretations of mental toughness or mental resilience and what they are. A lot of definitions speak of it in the extreme sports example as we just talked about. But for the purposes of this episode, I think this explanation fits the best, and I found it on the site called mentaltoughness.partners, which is an excellent resource on this topic. They describe it as this. Mental toughness is a personality trait that determines your ability to perform consistently under stress and pressure and it is closely related to qualities such as character, resilience, grit, and perseverance. In my opinion, those with strong mental toughness are able to get back up from adversities and keep going. They speak up when they need to. They don't brush things under the rug. They are challenged, but they enjoy the challenge and figure out a way to solve the problem or find their way through difficult situations. They're better at rebounding from setbacks, and they handle change well. Ugh, I can go on and on. I believe that there are so many positive characteristics that go with having mental toughness that we should aspire to have, as this only helps us to become stronger and better as a human. Before we expand on how to develop more of this mental toughness, let me share what I read about the difference between mental toughness and mental resilience. Many articles talk about people who are mentally tough. They have a more positive mindset and they're stronger before and as they approach a challenge. And then people with mental resilience have learned this as they have recovered from a bigger challenging event. We're going to talk about them both in this episode. Let's just think of them here in a similar way. So we're not focusing on the fact that there's this difference, but we're focusing on having this mental toughness and mental resilience These are things we need in life. Okay, now let's talk about why. 
Life throws us a lot of curveballs, and we are constantly encountering challenges and stress from every which way. Think about the past few years, right, with COVID. That was a whole other level. The ability to handle these pressures, uncertain times, and challenges in our life is significantly improved by having mental toughness and resilience. Mental resilience helps us maintain a level of balance through difficult times. It protects us from getting too overwhelmed and it it doesn't eliminate life's problems, but it really better equips you to handle and tackle what comes your way. Maybe difficulties at work or health issues or problems with your kids or even in your family. It also shows up in how you interact with people and in relationships, how you let someone treat you. It can affect our confidence, and as a result, this change in confidence shows up in how you act or react in a relationship. It can affect if you decide to speak up or influence how you react. Let's take an example here because it's less obvious in relationships, I think, than in maybe some of the bigger life challenges that we have to navigate, like health issues or losing a job, things like that. So if a coworker constantly made comments to you that were undermining your efforts, they were subtle, but nonetheless diminishing your contributions at work. Do you speak up? Or does it fester and you begin to feel insecure about what you're producing at work? Or how about this, with your partner or in your marriage? What about those subtle sarcastic comments directed at you that were made in jest, but begin to make you feel bad? What do you do? Start to believe them? dismiss them and brush them under the rug? Or do you say something? Let's take another example. How about the idea of when you start to doubt yourself when you're striving for one of your goals, whether that's in business or even a personal goal? When setbacks happen, what do you do? How do you respond? Do you give up? Do you tell yourself, oh, it didn't mean anything anyway? Do you postpone your goal or dream because you hit a roadblock? No one wants to do that, right? It truly shows up in so many examples. And if we're not careful, our weaker responses can become a habit and then that resilience begins to diminish. What that looks like is this. Over and over, your response, say it's you know not speaking up at work as the example. Over time, with you not speaking up, it begins to snowball. And then you keep quiet and you accept the comments or things that might be hurtful And then you start to feel bad. You'll lose confidence. You'll start to doubt yourself. And then it goes in this downward spiral. Can you see it? We need to be mentally tough and resilient, but it's just like a muscle. It needs to be built and developed consistently over time. But before we go into some ways to build this mental toughness, think about what area are you most in need of this mental toughness and what it means to you. Because here's the deal, sometimes we are drawn to an idea, but we have our own personal circumstance where it applies. And mental toughness can mean one thing to me and another thing to you. Maybe for you, if you clicked on this episode, you thought, oh yeah, I really could use some ideas to become more mentally tough because I am struggling with sticking to the goals I set for myself. But maybe for me, mental toughness means that I really want to learn how to become stronger when I'm faced with big change or transitions. As we move through some of the ways to help build this mental resilience, you could start to formulate in your mind how you might use the strategies that we talked about and how they might work for you in your situation. 
And one more thing to note is that some strategies that work well for you might not work as well for me. And a lot of that might depend on our past experiences as well as our personalities. So keep an open mind and try different things. The best part of this is that you're more aware of how you are and you're working to improve in this area. One of the most powerful and helpful strategies is the first one. And this was especially helpful for me as I think about building mental toughness. It's looking back to your past and remembering what you've been through. I know this might be intuitive that that's how you build mental resilience, but it's many times overlooked and your brain tries to forget the event, especially if it was difficult. Have you ever had that experience? When you try to look back at something difficult that you went through, it might be hard to remember how you even got through it. It's almost like it's happened to me. It's, it's almost like you've blocked it out from your memory. I'm pretty sure it's a coping mechanism, the, the blocking things out thing. It protects you from feeling more stress or unwanted feelings. But I'm not going to go deep into that as I believe that's a deeper issue and one that might be better suited for a professional therapist. But thinking back about difficult times and asking some questions is one strategy that's so helpful as you work on building this mental toughness or this mental resilience muscle, so to speak. Ask yourself some of these questions. What kind of events were the most stressful for me? What is my gut response or initial reaction to a stressful event? And what's my pattern for running into fill in the blank, whatever that is for you? And then ask some of these questions. What things did I do or didn't do that helped me get through that time? Did I lean on anybody for support? Did I do something specific that was a game changer? And what can I anticipate for next time so it will be easier to handle? I'd suggest writing these things down in a notebook to keep these things in your mind. Or if you found certain things that you did that helped, you can continue to do them even beyond the difficult times. For example, if you found, you know, deep breathing helped you tremendously as you were experiencing anxiety, keeping this practice up is only going to help you continue to have effective tools in your arsenal to use when you might need them most. When I think back to a big transition for me last year when our first daughter went off to college, I know that there were certain things I did that got me through that time. I'm hopeful now that I can anticipate the next time this is going to happen when our youngest goes off to college and that I could be a little bit more mentally and emotionally prepared, maybe use some of the things that I did to get through those times. For example, I did ask myself some of these questions and two specific things were game changers for me. The first one was to really dive in and learn something new. And then the second one was to feel like I was helping others. And it might not seem like those things help with mental toughness, but they really did. They made me feel better. They made me feel stronger, more alive and able to think about others, which that gives you an entirely new perspective, by the way. And it is so helpful as you're bouncing back, so to speak. Seriously, I'm already preparing myself and it is a little less than a year away. So I'm starting early. Okay, let's move to number two. Find helpful and constructive ways to express your feelings. I know that there can be a lot wrapped up in this one, especially the more you learn about your past. And as I thought about this more, this can go actually both ways. And here's what I mean. For me, my tendency is to not speak up right away. 
I go for peace. (laughs) So I tend to shy away from conflict. Not saying it's good, by the way, but it's my tendency. So for this, finding constructive and meaningful ways to speak up and express my feelings would be what I need to do. Or this could be the opposite, where you don't have any trouble speaking up. And in fact, you speak up too quickly and maybe say the things you don't mean, or maybe your tone is negative and hurtful. For someone like this, helpful ways to express your feelings would be to stay silent for a while and give yourself some time to breathe and figure out what you want to say and how you want to say it. Either way, this is tied to your emotions. You have to respect how you're feeling here. I believe taking some time to process your thoughts and emotions is going to help you articulate what you want to say, and then you can really get your message across more effectively. You might even want to ask yourself a few questions here. The first thing is to ask, is this important enough to me to say something? That's the first thing. Sometimes things are said one time, and then if you look at the entire picture, maybe that person was going through some things and they really didn't mean to say what they said. Or maybe I'm taking things the wrong way. Or then I ask, have I heard this before? I've learned an effective thing is to just pause. It gives me time to think, is there any pattern of this kind of comment? Or maybe I'm tired and I'm overreacting, that kind of thing. Trying to give someone the benefit of the doubt, so to speak. And then you could see that if this is something that has been said a few times, or it's hurtful and it really has made you upset, then you can choose to speak up and say something. Another question you might want to ask yourself is this, how could I say this in order for the other person to actually hear it? Figure out a time that is best for you and the other person. The more calm and composed you are when you express yourself and you have the clarity of what you want to say, then it will help you to be heard and it will be better received. This strategy goes for any type of relationship, whether that be with your spouse or partner, with your friends, your coworkers. We have so many different types of relationships. Being honest and willing to speak up for yourself is going to go a long way into helping you feel mentally strong and resilient. Okay, let's move on to the last one. Number three, develop mind and body strategies that give you a feeling of strength and calm. There are so many things you could try here, and some things might work for you, but might not work for me, or vice versa. And so we're going to list some in a minute, but if you think about stressful times or challenging times, definitely all appreciate the things that make us feel like we can have a moment to breathe or that calm us down or appreciating when we actually feel stronger because of how hard we worked at something. These things all go into mental toughness. So first, let's list a few things that will help give you a feeling of calm and peace. And it really does help with the anxiety piece of all the challenging times that we face. And these are going to be the things that activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for producing a calm and relaxed feeling in your body. Some things to try would be yoga, stretching, light exercise, getting a massage, or deep breathing. Obviously, those are just a few ideas, and I'm sure you already know a lot of those, but those really can make you feel relaxed. Then you also want to work on strategies that give you the feeling of strength, and that can be in body or in mind. And some things to work on would be building your confidence, exercise, brisk walks outside, anything that makes you feel alive, being consistent and working on a goal that you have. 
not being afraid of failing, working on your mindset. Are you balancing the negative things in your life with the positive? This kind of thing. Having strength of mind and body makes it easier to control our mind and to control our emotions and responses. And then as a result, we will recover quicker when challenges arise. We have barely scratched the surface on this one. You can really dive deep into this and find things that will help. Know that this is something that takes time and a lot of work to develop, but the rewards are so good. Think about a time when when you got through something and you said to yourself, ah, that wasn't so bad, and you were proud of how strong you were through it all. Or the time you stuck up for yourself and talked to your boss about how you weren't feeling appreciated or fill in the blank. How good did that feel? Thinking back to the rewards of having mental toughness, that really does make you feel good. And it gives you a feeling like, I can do this the next time a challenge comes. Okay, before I wrap it up, let's quickly review the three main ways we talked about today to develop mental toughness. Number one, look back to your past and remember what you went through during a difficult time. And then don't forget to ask yourself a few questions that will really help. Like what kind of events were the most stressful for me? What was my gut response or initial reaction to that event? And what is my usual pattern when stressful events come my way? And then also don't forget, what things did I do or didn't do that helped me get through those times? What can I anticipate for next time so it will be easier to handle? Number two, find helpful and constructive ways to express your feelings. This means either you speak up or stay silent, and then either way, give yourself some time to breathe and figure out what you want to say and how you want to say it. And then number three, develop mind and body strategies that give you a feeling of strength and calm. And as we talked about different things you can try, like yoga, meditation, exercise, working on confidence, things like this. There are so many more things to try, but find something and start working on something that you know is going to be good for you. Before I conclude, sometimes when I'm preparing my episodes, I'm reminded of when I started playing the piano and I wasn't that good. And hear me out, it was awful to practice. (laughs) And I'm sure it was hard to listen to as well, but I hated it. And my mom would have me always practice every single day. She'd set the timer to 30 minutes, so I would have to practice and I couldn't even cheat or stop early. (laughs) But it kept me going. And I'm reminded of that because sometimes when you're working on yourself, you feel kind of yuck, like, ugh, while you're in the midst of it. You know what I mean? You're thinking of how you messed up there, or you don't know how to feel less of this or that, or you don't know like this other thing. And it's just sometimes messy and not that fun, no matter what it is. But remember, we always want to quit something when it's not fun or we're not good at it, right? I say this to say, keep going and keep pushing. Think about the things you have done that you feel good about along the way. Or staying with the piano example, if I'm practicing and practicing a song, and if I look back to the last song I just mastered and pause to feel good about how I really nailed that song, then it helps me to keep going on the next song. Do that. Feel good about the things you are doing well as you're in the process of working on another part of you. I just think it always helps. 
Let me end by saying, we certainly can't control everything that happens that will challenge us and cause stress in our lives. And we will for sure have plenty more curveballs thrown at us in the future. But learning from our past experiences, how we managed through previous adverse life events, along with working on ourselves, especially if we don't forget to speak up and express our feelings, and find effective mind and body techniques to help us along the way, the better off we're going to be able to bounce back the next time life throws us for a loop. Now, let's go. Let's work on this stuff together. Much love to you, my friends. Thank you so much for listening and spending time with me today. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it as well. If you haven't done so, I would love it if you could give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much to me and it would help get the word out for the podcast. I will look forward to next week. Seeing you here, same time, same place. Have a great week.